welcome, welcome. My, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. I'm Rock and Roll. I'm um, host of <laughs> Heroes 101 Radio. It sounds so odd because I'm so used to my wonderful co-host being here and um, giving us the whole intro because his voice, I okay, you know what, forget it. He's got this wonderful British accent and it's so much nicer to listen to than mine half the time, but what the hell, you're stuck but with I'm me. But I'm right here, rock and roll. Don't you recognize me? That's lovely. I love when you do that. Oh, night, wait. I'm not Spectre at all, am I? No, Spectre... This actually sounds nothing <laughs> like him. No, it doesn't. Can you stop, please? Um, Spectre uh, is out enjoying himself in, uh, I believe it's Disney World. Some fun place like that, so we don't feel sorry for him at all. But he will be back in a couple of weeks, and um, that's okay because Inspector's Place, aside from my wonderful um, person on the board, Nightbug, we just heard. Hello, Nightbug. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, we're joined by a couple of guests tonight. We have a guest host, um, someone that I feel is like a brofo from another mofo, and I am coining that phrase and and trademarking it. So you're going to have to owe me a quarter every time you hear it. Um, you'd, you'd better Bitcoin it because that's the currency of the future. Really? Is that the currency of the future? Well, I'll do that. Um, we're joined by fellow real-life superhero all the way from, oh, good Lord, where is he? This, oh, yeah, that's right. He's in wonderful Tennessee. Impact. Shall I, shall I let him come in? Yeah, I just introduced him. That would be a good all thing. Right. Oh, what's happening, <laughs> Impact? Oh, hey, that's me. Right? Yeah, hey. No, it's it's a different impact. I've got three people named Impact on here. Of course it's you, silly rabbit. Uh, Impact is one of the branch leaders of the Extreme Justice League, a group of real-life superheroes. And um, that is what our show is made up of, by the way. If you didn't read the About Us on our um, Blog Talk Radio page or our Facebook page, Really quickly, because Impact says that I drone on way too long with the intro. <laughs> Don't you, Impact? I'm busting you right here. <laughs> no, he's sorry. absolutely right. I stand by what In I said. No, no, you're absolutely right. In a nutshell, okay, real-life superheroes putting on a radio show because we want to help you improve your quality of life. There you go. If you want to know more about us or any of the groups, all the real-life superhero groups out there, you can check us out. Check out... Heroes 101 Radio on Facebook. Just put that in your search bar, and it'll take you right to it. And you'll see all kinds of real-life superheroes that come on and talk to us and and what we talk about. It's not just real-life superhero-related, although it can apply to, um, you know, those out doing patrol and and helping their communities. Um, It's for everybody, every day, so that you can be your own hero. So with that, we are very excited about tonight's topic because not only have we been on a really long vacation here at Heroes 101, um, but because we've been doing our best to keep up on the news and yet trying to avoid it at the same time. Anyone else in the same boat with me? No? Okay. That's okay. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit, right? You want to be up on current events. But you don't want to be bombarded with all of the negativity and, oh, my God, there's a buttload out there, um, which is what prompted us to, to take on this subject tonight, which is how to 
actually make America great again. So, um, but you know what? I'm going to back up for just a second. We talked about real-life superheroes. And before we go way into this topic, Impact, I, I, you know, since we've been away for so long, I just wanted to know if there's anything going on that we should announce for um, the real-life superhero community. Is something coming up that, that we could give out to the public so that they might either join us or support us in, in some way? Um, well, the, the biggest thing I could think of is there is the flagship slash San Diego Hope coming up in a couple weeks. That's, I don't have a, remember the date. It's like the July 20... 21st, Saturday 7? the 21st. 21st? July, yeah. Saturday the 21st out in San Diego. Um, all the real life superheroes in that area. Uh, including, you know, run by the, the Extreme Justice League, whose main chapter is out in San Diego, um, and Razor Hawk, who uh, is located out of Minnesota. Um, they put on this big homeless handout, um, and it's usually attended by people from places like Utah with the Legacy Initiative, and quite often members of the uh, California Initiative Oakland branch, um, like my lovely co <laughs> um, yeah, and if you're in the San Diego area, it's a good time. I unfortunately won't be there. I actually really tried to before I got sent to Tennessee. But if you get the chance, it's awesome, and you should totally do it. There we um, go. Okay, then, you know what? Thank you, because I forgot about that. So, well, I didn't forget. I forgot oh, I, the I, date, so thank you. I honestly kind of assume, thought that you were, like, trying to get, like, fishing for that one. <laughs> I just kind of figured like, oh, impact. What's the thing that you could tell everyone about? I'm like, oh, right. Uh, yeah, hope. Yeah, um, actually, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was fishing. I knew you knew that was coming up. Um, yeah, it's a huge thing, guys. And you know what? They take donations because impact's right. This is this is the flagship. Uh, ever since this event started, um, eight years ago, this is going to be the eighth one. Um, that we've attended, right? Right, Netbug? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, they, have, they have handed out just thousands and thousands of backpacks with food in them, with um, survival essentials for the street. Um, and, you know, they spend time out there just, just giving, giving an ear and, and some kindness out to San Diego's homeless. And the reason it started during um, this time of year is because it coincides with Comic-Con weekend. Got your attention now, didn't I? Comic-Con weekend is wonderful, and nerds like us absolutely love it, except nerds. for the fact that – I know, total nerds. I wear that badge, dude, nerd badge, proudly. Um, we love it except for the fact that, as big cities are wont to do, during huge, you know, conventional-based spotlights on the city – they tend to push the ugliness of the city aside where tourists won't take home that impression um, and therefore encourage others not to, you know, come next time, you know, and they consider homelessness ugliness. And, you know, we've read that straight quotes that, you know, it's ugly. Uh, And so the homeless in San Diego get pushed way out to their, you know, to the edges of the city, to areas they're not used to, to where it's, harder to find resources that they're used to getting daily. So um, 
you know, these guys go out in costume, all these real-life superheroes go out in costume, armed with tons and tons of, of backpacks, sleeping bags, et cetera, that they've collected throughout the past six months or so to, to give to the homeless. So um, if you want to donate, you know what, we're going to look up that link and give it to you. Uh, so that, you know, if you got five bucks, send it in. You you have no idea of, of you know, what we can do with five bucks. Or maybe you do, because maybe you've done this too, but that buys well, so I many can, things. I can streamline for you. One of the links you can donate is if you go to Extreme Justice League, Extreme with an X, no E. Well, no E at the front, at least. There's other E's. ExtremeJusticeLeague.org. <laughs> Yes, it's an organization, not a com, not a net, not an edu, because um, there's a 501c3. Uh, org. there is a donate button, um, and that will give you access to a PayPal account where you can donate directly to the XJL, that, and you can even specify in the memo that you want specifically go to, to go to Hope. If not, it'll just go to the team funds, which really just ends up going towards handouts anyways. So you can just exactly. hit it directly right there. Um, the other way is through the United Earth Hope Force website, which I don't have in front of me at the moment. But United Earth Hope Force is like the overall coalition of real-life superheroes um, who run, who do these Project Hope events. Fantastic. And thank you for that link because that does go straight to them. Um, and, you know, it's wonderful because if, if you um, are interested in taking part in one in your area, uh, we can get you also connected to the um, to the Hope website that uh, tells you because it's grown. It's an, it used to be just San Diego, and then a few years ago it went to one city and then another city, and now it's even in the UK. So it's fantastic, and um, you can either donate or take part or just you know drop us a happy line. We could use that. Um, and thank you, thank you for all that impact. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I should have had that. If you're in then. Florida, we're looking, like I said, we're looking to do one in Florida in August. We're not trying to date, but oh. we're looking at a mini one in Florida. So I do not have, envy you walking around in Florida in August. Good lord! Oh hell no! But, <laughs> Those mosquitoes. Dude, my, I, 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 right now I'm doing 12 hour days out in like 80 to 90 degree weather. Anyways, outside, so. Actually, not that bad. Wow. Well, good Lord. Okay, have fun with that. (laughs) By the way, we're located uh, in, um, your hosts are are located in San Francisco, Bay Area, and uh, my usual co-host, Spectre, is located in New York. So uh, it's nice to have Impact. Not really in the middle, but sort of toward the middle in uh, Tennessee. He's traveling around right now for work. Normally, uh, I'm in Florida. It's great to be here. Normally, you're in Florida. There you go. See, we got you covered, guys. So yeah, we've we've got callers. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna dive right in here. Um, oh, we I love it. I, I recognize some of these phone numbers already from uh, people. Uh, but for those waiting in the queue, if you're just listening, that's awesome. If you actually want to chat, be sure you press one on your keypad, or we will not know. We'll just think you're listening. Yeah, press one if you want to join in on the conversation. We're going to start this conversation right up. Right, Impact? Yeah. There we go. I want to start this off with a quote that I think is um, pretty relevant right now. Uh, It's 
it's one of my favorite. It's from one of my favorite authors um, in the world, Alice Walker. And the quote is, I think we have to own the fears that we have of each other. And then in some practical way, some daily way, figure out how to see people differently than the way we were brought up to. And, you know, I, I think I'm going to put that up on my wall and look at it every single day. Because, um, you know, is it cultural, what is, you know, I had somebody go, what the hell is really, I mean, I'm seeing all this about cultural awareness. What is it? What's so important about it? And you know what? Here's here's what's important about it. Cultural awareness, first of all, is is to me, this is just me piecing it together, is understanding the differences between ourselves and people from other countries or other backgrounds, and especially differences in attitudes and values, because we all see, interpret, and evaluate things in different ways. Um, so cultural awareness is is the foundation of communication and here's what's really going on lately in in making america great again we are actually dividing ourselves um more than we have you know what i think with the exception of of years in which wars were started great world wars I think this year is probably going to go down in history as one of the years that we really in the United States started to openly, outwardly just divide ourselves through our misunderstandings, miscommunications, and and sometimes just plain outright ignoring of cultural differences and 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 the. Um, the way that we have our own behavioral rules and, and the way that we project them onto others. So I think that in in the, the, uh, yeah, our dogs are, they're actually arguing how perfectly timed. Yes. Dogs in the other room, please stop dividing yourselves and arguing. That's what this whole show is about. Um, (laughs) Nightbug is going to go take care of our dogs. Um, we we have I've seen more division in um, just the headlines every day than I've ever seen um, probably in my lifetime, um, and I've been here for 50 years. Yeah, that's how old I am. I don't care. Uh, and don't lie. <laughs> and lie. anyway, I, I think that that a lot of that has to do with most of us. Um, not being aware of anything other than that particular station to which we were born. I think that if you're brought up, for instance, I was raised um, part Filipino, part um, Irish. Uh, I got back my 23andMe results, and I'm 49% Irish, and the rest is Asian, you know, mixed. And I thought that everybody in the world liked to prepare food and share it and have big family gatherings growing up. That's just what I thought. And then I, I started visiting other people and, you know, staying overnight with close friends, you know, as you do when you're a teenager and you realize that's not how it is in everybody's home. That's just how my culture was. That's how I, you know, perceived the world. So, you know, that's, it's unconscious. You know, we don't, we don't look at, um, our cultural dynamics um, as conscious, you know, a, a thing that we are aware of because we're born to what we've learned, you know, to see. And um, 
I'm, sorry, I'm rambling here. I'm going to let uh, Impact come on in and mention, uh, we talked about some of this, about some of the stuff that uh, that brought the world, you know, is bringing the world apart, Impact. So I'll, let, I'll give the mic to you for a second here. All right. Um, so actually it's funny because uh, I just wanted to, what you said about realizing, you know, it wasn't all the same uh, as you grew up with. Um, I went through a very similar experience. Um, I'm, I'm Jewish. I grew up in a kosher household, um, even though my siblings, my mother and I were not kosher, only my dad was outside of the house. We all grew up kosher in the house. So the first time I ever cooked milk and meat together was very strange for me. And the first time <laughs> I went to a friend's house and, you know, we went in, 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 in the rules of kosher, you know, you don't, you, you have different, silverware for milk and the meat and same with the dishes and stuff. So I was, I'd be at a friend's house and they, and like we'd get, grab lunch or something. And I'd say, which plate do I use? And I'd say, what do you mean? I'd say, well, do you have, where's the milk ones? And I'd say, there are no milk plates. And that was very weird for me growing up. And that was in the same neighborhood even. So that was just a really funny, like little cultural thing for me. And the other thing is, it's funny that you mentioned cult, you start off with cultures because I've been reading this book called um, American Nations, the 11 rival, uh, history of the 11 rival regional uh, cultures in America. It's about how, you know, America is just divided up in the 50, it's not divided up just in the 50 states or North versus South or Northeast, Northwest, yada, yada, yada. It's like 11 different cultures, including like, like New England up through up into Pennsylvania is one, and then Pennsylvania across through, you know, Virginia is another. And it's so there's actually always been kind of a bit of division. It's just mostly been shown between, you know, the far north and the, and the deep south. And so I just find it very, and this is stuff I'm literally reading at like no, not right this minute, but I've been reading like for the past few weeks. So it's really interesting because there's always actually been a lot of division in our country, which kind of makes me feel a little bit better in a way because people in this country have always kind of us, us versus them each other. Um, it's just that now with social media, we see it more, which is, I guess, kind of a good, it's a good thing to know that it's not like all of a sudden for the first time ever, everyone hates each other. It's, we've always, Regions have always kind of hated each other. Now we just compare them. So. Sorry about that. That was my little right. time with that. I, I've heard the same thing that um, there's always, of course, there's always been racism, you know, that there's, there's always been a division. But now, more so than ever, that we're seeing it. And, yes, social media has a huge part to play in it. But... I'm actually seeing more where as, as someone who, and, and I'm saying this is someone who has actively patrolled the streets of San Francisco for the past eight years. Um, I've never encountered as much open racism as I have just the past year, the past year. I mean, I've, I was there watching a group of, um, White guys drive by in a car and throw bottles into a group of men um, in San Francisco and, and yelling um, 
you know, racial and, and homophobic uh, slurs and, and telling them it's our country now, we're taking it back. You know, I was there. I, I, I'd, never, I'd never seen it. That was, of course, the, the you know, the worst I'd seen. Um, but I, I've never seen it as prevalent as it is now. So uh, while there has been division in the United States, I think that you have to agree that there there is almost um, people who have held it back before now feel like they have a free pass now feel like they they can say what they want because unfortunately um there if you don't think that our our president is a racist you really haven't been paying attention i'm not going to get into that here but i i think that that is is one of the factors that's giving people um you know free reign to say things like this i I think you said it right there it's been there people have been holding it back and that is the scary part so despite what I said about, it's kind of nice to know that we've always kind of had a little bit of fucked upness in our country. It's very scary <laughs> that now these people are emboldened. It's very scary that all of a sudden, you know, every white, every time a white person sees a black person doing anything, they call the police. Seriously, white people, as one of you, fucking stop it. <laughs> I I want to I want to capture that right there and make it a bumper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm going to do that. Um, you know what? I've got uh, we've got someone that I want to bring on on right now, and you may recognize him. Um, he's a fellow um, real life superhero that uh, impact you got to patrol with when you lived in his area. Welcome. <laughs> You're on Heroes 101. And yes, I'm oh, talking really? to you from the 504 area code. Yep. Hey, hey, hey how's it going? Hey. Blue Falcon here. Hey, who? I know who. Hey, Falcon. Hey, how's it going? I heard a, uh, I heard a whole bunch of nerd talk earlier, so I had to call in. Oh yeah. Okay. So tell people who you are because we know who you are, but they might not. Yeah, I'm not that known. I'm a Blue Falcon. I patrol the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I, uh, it's been about a, about a year and some change now for me. And uh, I do that. most... <laughs> that again? Hmm? Huh? Huh? Oh, no, there, no, no. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm happily agreeing. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, yeah. I um I do most most stuff behind the scenes. Although I, I suit up every now and again, it's, it's been a while actually since I actually put on a suit. But I've been recently more involved with the whole anti-bullying, anti-domestic abuse campaign thing here around the the city, and that is very time-consuming, oh. very tedious. Oh yeah, absolutely. As absolutely as a victim of uh, a former victim of um, domestic abuse, I. I appreciate it. I wish there was someone like you in my town when I was going through that. So thank you so much. Um, uh, you know, we, we've got, you know, we're talking about all this and, and when we were down in your area, Blue Falcon, um, we actually noticed, uh, we were filming, um, down in Mississippi, uh, down in Biloxi, um, for mm-hmm. our and yes, that has taken a big vacation too, and it will be coming back uh, for our Rock and Bugs um, superheroes road trip uh, mini documentary. You can see episodes one through four, I believe, right now on on uh, YouTube. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll provide you with a link. But while we were filming one of those episodes, we were in Biloxi, and there were uh, people protesting. Uh, was it City yeah. Hall, I believe? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yep. I I really don't know the whole story. I think it was they were trying to take away the, the Confederate flag off of City Hall or something like that. I don't remember the whole the, story of it. So for those of you who don't know, um, the state flag of Mississippi has the Confederate flag on it. The mayor of Biloxi, in a very ballsy move that I really liked, decided to, you know, stop flying the state flag outside of the uh, city hall because it has the Confederate flag on it. And he thought it was, you know, insensitive and or culturally insensitive. And a lot of people were very upset about that. So they took to the streets and protested, you know, with guns. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't like with a their crowd. It was like, there's only 10 people or so, but they had guns. And we're no, no. Like, it was way more than that. It was, was, it was more like a little mini mile. Yeah, it was more than that. Was it, was it that many? All right. You remember about that? Yeah, it was, it was about a. Because me being of, of ethnic descent, I was taking count, and it was about 30 at least out there. Because uh, I totally well, wanted to take me on that. Four people with guns strapped to them making a protest is, is you know, one too many for me. I mean, I get it. Yeah. It's an open carry state, and, and I get that you don't want your Confederate flag taken, but tell me why you have to have your rifle on your side. You know, it's, just it's another... Because another... Cause it's in the Constitution, and they because they yeah. can, right? Because I can. You see... And that's what I'm referring to when I say make America great again. That's not what we need to make America great again. Um, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull another person. And, and Blue Falcon, you are welcome to stay on as long as you'd like. And, and, and please uh, add your two cents whenever you need to. But right now I'm going to pull in um, a city councilwoman from Washington uh, who has actually had to fight open racism and and homophobia and everything else that's divisive and ugly um, in the town of Burien, Washington, and she won just last November because, thankfully, there are more people in Burien who want to overcome all that than there are who want to stay mired in the muck. So with that, welcome City Councilwoman Crystal Marks. Hi, everybody. Howdy. Hey, hey. Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. It's How are you? Going pretty well today. You're online with Impact and Blue Falcon, real life superheroes. I think you've heard of both of them. <laughs> and, oh, yes. And for the, you know, yeah. I'm going to bust her out, but for those who don't, uh, you know, don't know um, our, our, uh, esteemed guest, Crystal Marks. She is also a, I know, I know, I'm going to say it, real-life superhero because for years she <laughs> belongs to a group of community do-gooders called The Initiative and has also done many homeless outreaches, free self-defense classes, you know, needle pickups all over Washington. And as a matter of fact, I think th- one of the reasons we really, really wanted to talk to you, aside from you know what you had to deal with in jury and during the elections and recently, um, is the fact that you put on bystander training classes. 
Can you tell us about yeah. that? Yeah, happily. So um, I can touch on Burian at the end because people can look up just Google um, Burian Fantastic Four and see a lot of the racist crap that happened um, last November and still going on now a little bit. Um, but the bystander intervention training, it's that's kind of my thought of how to make America great again in that it's getting people in the community to realize that they can say something when they see something bad going on and then giving them a plethora of options depending on how bad the situation is or meeting them at their comfort level and getting them one level up. So if all they're comfortable doing is filming something or, you know, just kind of being a witness there by the end of my class, which is anywhere from 90 minutes to two and a half, three hours, I can couple it with a self-defense class that I learned from you guys. Um, I can bump that up to three hours. By the time that they're done, they can actually know how to step in, focus on the person being targeted, let them know that they're not alone, and even address the person who is harassing them. And it's kind of like that safety pin movement that started the last year, two years ago, where you just wear a freaking safety pin on your shirt and it's supposed to symbolize that you're a safe space. And well, this is actually doing that and being uh, present and aware and knowing your surroundings. And so far I've been teaching it for free every time to the faith community, um, to local King County organizations. So King County is the biggest county um, or most populated county in Washington state where Seattle is. Um, King County Public Health, uh, the nurses, tons of faith groups, and local political um, kind of grassroots organizations, too. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So, yeah, I'm Impact and Blue Falcon. As real-life superheroes, don't you think that we should find a way to get this training and to, to give it to our teams so that, you know, out in our patrols, it would be perfect to know how to step in, especially in light of, I mean, it, it's happening every week now that someone's, you know, um, harassing a person of color or, you know, a person of, um, you know, it's someone in the gay community or just anyone who's being harassed out there. Don't you think it would be great to have, you know, just some kind of training to deal with that? I, I was about to ask if you had any recordings of it and were willing to share them. Heck yeah. So um, what I plan on doing um, now that I've, <laughs> it sounds great. Now that I've actually got a little bit of free time, um, I want to kind of do a YouTube channel on it and do kind of bystander intervention uh, introduction and 101 and just kind of walk people through. Um, so they would be no more than 10 minutes long each, um, how to do each step and then link to, I already have the note pages so I can easily send that out to whoever wants it. Um, and the best way to get that, and I'm sure um, Nightbug or Rock or Impact or someone can put it in the chat, but it's through emailing me at my Washington Initiative email. Um, it's wai.seattle at gmail.com, and I'm happy to send that out to anybody uh, that kind of walks you through. But the best way to experience it is in person, and I would love to provide that for free to any group um, at any time and maybe do my own kind of uh, around the country bystander intervention training for all of our RLSH, uh, real life superhero, and even some of the villains. <laughs> well, we've got some great villains. I mean, there's one I think in we the chat do. room right now, Purple Purple Lotus. 
Now, uh, if you guys aren't following Purple Lotus on Facebook, he is, number one, he's a hoot. We met him in real life, and he's awesome. Um, great guy. And even though he lists himself as a real-life supervillain, I would, I'm going to say that I, I'd put him in with real-life superheroes. You have to see what he posts. And and just the stand he takes for for people. Just the most recent one was for kids and animals. So you know, yeah, we know you're a super villain, uh, but we also know you're you know a good guy. But so yeah, super. Uh, he's one of those people that comes to mind. Another one is Tamerlane. Tamerlane. If you look him up, yeah, real life super villain. Uh, just just like Purple Lotus, entertaining funny they're very very well spoken and intelligent men who actually are trying to make a difference but using the real life supervillain you know persona as as a, a way to do it a way to draw attention to to their their causes some of us uh that's great they're wonderful yeah <laughs> now um <laughs> as far as you know I'm going to bring this up to all of you on who are who are in um right now uh we we've been seeing every week i was mentioning that we've been seeing more and more people calling police on on you know and, and on people just because they're people of color so you know I, just just recently what what i mean it, it in i've got a listing starting from april um that i'm i'm going to touch on later but i'm i'm wondering why why do you think that people feel more emboldened do you think it is because our our you know the president of the united states is an obvious racist and does not come down hard on on open racist hate groups uh, what do you think is going on yes we was actually uh, oh, well we were talking about this earlier at work and uh it's, in my opinion it falls on to the whole well, if he can do it or say it and get away with it, then maybe I can too. Because he'll he'll come on on the TV or whatever. He'll say what he has to say, and at the end of the day, what's going to happen to him? Nothing. And then they'll oh, well, he said it, and the more the more they think about what he said, it's like, well, you know what? He's probably right. He's got the right idea. We should stop such and such, or we should say something about such and such. So from now on, whenever they see somebody who's not the same color as them doing anything out of the ordinary, and by ordinary I mean if it's something that they wouldn't do, they're, oh, it's got to be suspicious because I wouldn't do it. But then again, he's a black guy or a Mexican guy, and those are some shady characters to begin with, so you got to watch them anyway. Because it's, I like, even, sad to say, even before Trump, I grew up with that. And now that he's in office, like, openly just saying anything he wants to say and with no repercussions, it's just getting worse by the day. I think I would piggyback off of that and say, like, everything, yes, to every single part of that. And also, the media is, I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to sound super far right-wing conspiracy theorist here, but, because I'm not, but um, when we hear things over and over and over again, um, that alone, I mean, if, if we still had Obama, who I pray to almost every night to come back, if we still had Obama as president... <laughs> Um, and the media was still covering this to the extent that they are, um, people, we normalize what we hear a lot of. And so from Trump, from horrible viral videos that get shared from a number of places, it doesn't matter who's in power, 
people, when they hear that being normalized, they think, well, then I can do that too. And that goes both ways, whether it's good actions, like, like intervening when you see something or it's bad actions, like being a total bitch, pardon, when you are at a Walmart mm-hmm. or wherever we, we see a lot of those things take place because it's just seen as, well, this is acceptable now, or this is, this is where the country's at. And that sucks. I mean, you have the most known person in the world, the most powerful man in the world at this point can go and say, grab them by the pussy. And, and despite what the, a lot of people think, the bad thing isn't the word pussy. That's, no one gives a shit about that. The bad thing is the grab them part. And they're okay with yep. that. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy who says that or, you were just full of fire tonight. Beat the crap out of him. Oh, you know, punch, (laughs) like, you know, saying this racist, (laughs) terrible, violent shit in his, in his, uh, in his rallies, which, why the hell does a sitting president need to have rallies when it's not even close to an election year for him? That's just weird. Um, anyway, you have a guy who, he says all this, and he's the most well known person in the world. So, of course, everyone. Of course, these people who think these terrible things go, well, clearly it's okay now. We've got a guy who does this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's given them free license, free reign. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing that, uh, that in, in light of all that, that we do need, like, like you have going on, um, Crystal, the the bystander training classes because, you know, more so now than ever because, you know, you started doing this a while back and I'm seeing it needed more so because um, many people, filming is great. Good. Get them because the more you film, you know, it's almost everyone who's gone viral has had their life ruined because of, um, you know, their, their stupid choices. You know, they've, uh, they've, they've, they've chosen to show their hate. And for some reason, they don't feel like there will be circumstances. You can tell when you're being when they're being filmed. They're so target locked on what they're doing on on whoever they're they're after that they don't seem to be able to understand that there are consequences that that you're gonna you know. And then their lives just they lose their jobs. They have to leave. I know the woman who called the police on the people here in Oakland, Oakland of all people. You're gonna call. I mean, Oakland is is now known as Oconda, and we love it. You know, and you're going to call the cops on black people barbecuing in Oakland. She had to leave town because she just she got chased. She lost her job. She got chased out, as she should be. You know, um, I, I would like to add ahead. one quick thing, though. Mm-hmm. So we've got it's so you have these people that are caught on video and they get called out. And that's awesome because it's contest. On the other hand, you get a lot of people. It'll be a photo. It'll be some little. It'll be a little kid who's been beat to shit, and one half. The other half will be some scuzzy-looking dude. It'll say, "This man, Bob Jones, beat the crap out of his cousin, his ten-year-old cousin. Let's make him famous." And like the the mentality behind that's really great. You know, it's trying to catch people that are doing bad things. Mm-hmm. But without a context, those pictures are really dangerous because you can make that with any two people. I could take Rock and Roll's picture and show that she beat the crap out of Nightbug or something. And let's make <laughs> her did, famous. I mean. 
I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, yeah. the videos, at least there's a context in. But you got to be careful yeah. about the mob mentality that comes behind those photos because those are really damaging to people that might not have actually done anything wrong if it hasn't been fact-checked. Because, as I've said, been saying for the last year and a half, probably more than that, memes are not facts, and if you think they are, you're wrong. A meme is right. not a fact. They don't have sources. They're not facts. And a journal article isn't, or a, a newspaper article isn't necessarily a fact unless it has a source to it. An online web page isn't a fact unless it has a source to it. So part of what you can do, uh, people listening, when you're trying to you know, make things better is make sure there's facts behind what you're doing. Don't just get angry and caught up in the, the fervor of, some dude beat up a girl, so we're gonna we're gonna lynch him. You know, right. make sure that there's a fact behind it. Make sure that you know where it's coming from. Otherwise, it might be fake. And that's how fake. So, Rock, can I right. jump in on that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, please. So, was that Impact talking? Yes. Yes. Um, first of all, I'm sending you a huge hug for saying anything about facts. So, just thank you. Um, yes. Second, I ha- I have to. I'm actually in the middle of a meeting and I have to run. But I wanted to say one more thing about um, just kind of taking off of Rock what you had said right before that about how important it is to um, for people to speak up when they see stuff like that happening in real life. Um, another really important thing to do. So especially I'm speaking to like the superheroes in the group and the supervillains and anyone else is. Realize that the skills that you've been building, doing the RLSH work, doing the RLSV work, um, any community activists, all those skills that you've been building translate really, really fucking well into public office. So that's exactly what I did for the longest time. You know, I have, I still have my, my superhero name. I, you know, I am mm-hmm. slash was Temper Rusca Roma with the Washington Initiative. Mm-hmm. I still do that. But that is the biggest selling point that got me elected was my community volunteer work. And so if you're going to stand up to people, why not, and stand up to Trump, honestly, why not run for local office in your communities in a place where you can make even more difference, um, creating policies for people, helping them not get kicked out of their homes, helping create more low-income housing, helping make sure that your school districts are held accountable and teaching to all children, not just to those who can you know, afford to be in the classroom. So that's just my final push about how else we can make America great again. That goes for anyone who is really passionate about serving their community. So if you've been doing this for a while, you've got skills that directly translate into public office. And I am more than happy to talk to you over the phone, through messenger, anything else, and um, encourage you to run in a local race. Thank you very much. I agree. I, I have to tell you real quick. I know you got to go, but the, one of the men who, um, oh gosh, who was it? He's running for city council. He was one of the people who got a phone call. Oh, the police called on him, and now he's decided to run for Oakland City Council. That's Kenzie right, Smith. Kenzie Smith. You told us about him. Isn't that fantastic? Mm-hmm. There you go. Run that for was city amazing. Council. All right. Thank you for joining us. I know you got to get back to your council meetings, actually. So, um, yeah, thank you. And uh, we yep. will give out your um, your 
public information. And, um, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to see you next weekend. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, <gasps> that's, that's really cute. Okay, I'll talk to you later, Crystal. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, I'm doing that online. Here. Thanks, Pepper. Um <laughs> Thanks, Denver. <laughs> Have a good evening. <laughs> um, you know what? We want to bring. I, I had to throw that in there. That's also uh, one of my best friends in the world, and it's been way too long since I visited her, so we kind of just dropped it out. It's almost like a um, a proposal on on a uh, on air, isn't it? Kind of. Oh, God, that would have been fun to do. Like anyway, uh, yeah, I know, right? We've got. We've got someone holding who I brought up earlier, um, and I'd like to bring him in on it because I know he's got plenty to say about making America great again, and that is the real-life supervillain Purple Lotus. Welcome, Purple Lotus. Hey, what's up, y'all? Good evening. Good evening, sir. I'm getting static. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can can hear you. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we got fuzzy. Anyway, uh, make America great again? I don't know. Make the world great again. I yeah. think uh, yeah. I think it's all small picture thinking, you know. And I get sucked into it too. I see something online, it makes me livid. I can't handle stupidity. I don't have a very high threshold for it, uh, <laughs> and I can't handle cruelty, uh, willful, uh, arbitrary cruelty, you know, like entitled cruelty. It's just fucking madness to me. Uh, Mm-hmm. Simon Zealot right? uh, posted a good thing recently about um, uh, coexistence with horribleness, whatever. Um, pulling it back, big picture. So it's not, you know, yeah, the racism stuff and the culturalism and the classism and thisism and thatism. Really, aren't isn't it just about consideration and perspective, right? Can you put yourself That's in what, someone else's yeah. shoes? Are you considerate? As a, even as a driver, like, do you use your blinker? You know, it's the little the little things, and then when we stop doing them, they become big things. And then, like, whatever ugly shit that's inside of us wants to drive. Some of us have more good shit in us than ugly shit. I don't know. I'm not an expert. But, uh, you know, it starts off with the car blinker. It starts off at home with the... Uh, with the, like, real shitty time. And then that can be put back to the money. And then that goes back to the industrialists and the fucking captains of industry and the oil barons and all that shit. So what do we do? We fail as superheroes? We let the bad guys win? I don't know. It's very frustrating. But at the same time, even bigger than the big picture, maybe it's part of the story. Maybe this is something that this place has to go through because all these other places did, these older places, they had their little fascist regimes crop up. Some of it still goes on, and it's horrible. You know, maybe we can nip it in the bud, but nobody's interested. And half the people have already drank the Kool-Aid. Not half, maybe a lot less, but you follow what I'm saying. It's so yeah, nuts to absolutely. me. But then, like, people talk about, oh, in the same breath, I'm I'm talking about perspective and consideration so i say oh that's a blanket statement oh it's so nuts to me is it i don't know i grew up in south carolina like little town south carolina and like i grew up around uh, that crowd you know and then what kind of statement is that that crowd i don't know yeah it's like uh we're all in a in a we're all a work of progress and now it's like a global work of progress 
it was what it feels like. And it feels so big and it feels so powerless. And like best I can do right now is throw words around online, drop nuggets into the collective consensus. But am I even correct? <laughs> well, then, you I know, think that just, you, you, you hit, yeah, you touched on two really important things. It starts with that, that blinker. You know, because we, we uh, I think the big thing is a lot of us feel powerless, and and we feel like the most we can do is post a meme and get angry, like you said. But but really, it starts like when you when you wake up in the morning and go and and you kind of decide, what the hell kind of day am I going to try to have? It doesn't mean you're going to have that type of day necessarily because stuff happens. But if you Start the day going, you know what? Not 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 a bunch of kumbaya hippie shit. That's not what I'm referring to. But yeah, maybe just a tiny no, bit of it. Right? Just a tiny bit of, okay, yeah. yeah, you know what? I can either be courteous and have that stuff. Because I heard when I was a kid, courteous is contagious. And I was like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? That's but, awesome. You know, you know, yeah. as, as an adult, it's the truth, though. It's the absolute truth. I swear to you, when I give a blinker to someone, I see them doing the same thing. It's just it, it goes forward. So you can you can I, kind be, of put yeah, your mind, I do. you know. And I know it's easy to say when you're not having a shitty day. When you're having a shitty day, you're just going, you know, I want I want miserable company. I want that company. I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. But man, if 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 we're a culmination of our habits. Maybe the habit we can start is, okay, you know what? When I'm having a shitty day, I'm going to take back, you know, step back and take a breath and go, okay, you know what? I'm not going to keep bringing it forward because there's enough of that crappy energy out there. Um, and, and like you said, maybe we do have to go through this. I absolutely believe that, yeah, we, we are, I, I'm a firm believer of you're where you're supposed to be right now. I just, that's just my Yeah, right. right. I mean, yeah. That's a hard one yeah, to argue because it's it's always present. It's always like in right. your face. Like deja vu is right. like a direct line to that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we've been talking about recently. Nice bug and I, but I believe that yeah, we're supposed to go through this. And 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 as as awful and as angry and, and really, I'm swearing a lot less than than if the you know if this mic were off. Whoo. Anyway, um, I'm like a sailor with Tourette's, uh, but, yeah. you know, as angry as I get about the way things have been going, I do realize this has to happen because, really, I want to know where you stand. I want to know who you are. I, I don't want a closet racist next to me. I don't want some Nazi supporter next to me. I want to know, oh, that's what you are? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Now I know who you are. I know where you stand. You know, so right, right. yeah, bring them out of the woodwork. Bring them out of the woodwork so we can deal with them. You know, it, that's that's just me. So it's actually, I like that you mentioned the blinker thing, and because like, so my job right now has it's got a lot of free time between a lot of fast time. So in my free time one day, I started writing notes about what I would talk about for this podcast. I'm like, I don't know how to make any, how to make America great right now. So all, I'd say about half of what I wrote down was all very small scale stuff. And I think for the, I've always kind of been a believer of doing small scale stuff. So I really like that you brought that up that, you know, it's, it's not about, I mean, cause, cause I wrote a spectrum and like on one end it was like running for public office, like temper. And on the other end, it was like, you know, picking up litter on the street. Like, you know, there's got, you know, um, I'm sure a few of you, 
I don't know how many of you know about this guy, uh, Don Forrester, a.k.a. Uproar. His, his whole family is a, is a superhero team, the Forrester Force 5. They do these – they've been doing these litter pickups where they'll bring out, like, you know, 13-gallon bags and fill them up, you know, once a week or something. And, like, they'll fill up, like, four or five of them. And, you know, it's very small-scale stuff, but it really – it's the beginning of making the world a little bit brighter. And that's kind of what we need right now. And, you know, if, yeah. and on the other end of it, you get running for public office, which, man, I remember I, I remember watching uh, Crystal through that whole thing. And that was like that. Was, I, I'm I was I was hoping she would call him because I'm I was I'm floored by the fact that she pulled it off and did not that she pulled it off, that she did it and went through that effort because, you know, it's, it's impressive. It's hard to do. And most of us can't do it. So I think, yeah, like, you, know, you know, there is a spectrum of things you can do, and I think it's great to hear from both ends of it. Yeah, that, that, that goes right in line with Rock's example uh, statement, being an example, like little things, and how you behave in the grocery store. Don't be a shitbag. Yeah. You, know, you know, just all that good stuff. <laughs> but it's weird that there's a whole cross-section of the human population that doesn't have that shit intrinsically. Or I don't know, you know, I don't know where it comes from. Are you trained with it? Are you born with it? Like, what's good? What's wrong? Right? Maybe it's uh, Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, maybe what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that you're you 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 know again it's it's a uh, it's it's you know here's the thing it's, you know we in the absence of knowledge or empathy, you know, there's, there are people out there who, like I said before at the beginning, they, they've never experienced anything other than that, that, that little part of the world. There was, um, Sarah Silverman had a a comedy special and she was talking about visiting one of those, you know, alt-right states. And there was a big, um, protest line and there were little kids with signs that said, you know, something about, um, I forget what it was. Was it homophobia or something where they were going to go to hell, that they were going to burn in hell, little kids holding this sign. So she talked to one of the little kids and was saying, do you really believe that? And the little girl was saying, yes, you know, cause my mommy told me, well, if you've grown up and your mommy tells you that this, that people of color are, are bad, that, you know, this, this uh that's type your of, knowledge you know, of the world that's your knowledge yeah. of the world and, and yes at a certain point you are responsible for your own actions you are exposed enough to where you can make your own choices but always there is going to be that unconscious level of that's what i was taught though I didn't even have to think about that. That's knee jerk that blacks are bad because my mom and dad, who I love and adore, say that blacks are bad. You know what I mean? That's what that's what a if, lot of of the country won't let go of. See, it's if funny because in, 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 I'm, I'm uh, you, you fast, go first. a fast one. Uh, shit, I'm sorry. Just <laughs> no, real quick. Ahead, no, no, no. I'm no. Go for it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Listen, I'm going to cop to being a bigot, right? I'm going to cop to being a bigot right here on on air. I would, like, in my, uh, what do you call it, youth experience, the bullies were redneck kids, you know, because I was a weird kid. So it is, a, there is, I do have 
some of that in me that's, that looks at like a truck and a beard and a hat and I form a, you know, an immediate judgment. It sucks, but it happens. You know, I don't act on it, but it does, that does, my eyes do filter that crowd is like, oh, these, uh, you know, mean, bully, ugly, terrible, cruel people, you know? And that's, you know, it's not true. It's, it's a broad generalization, right? Which there's an exception to every one of those, always. Many exceptions. Right. <laughs> well, the fact exactly. that you're aware of it is huge because most people are not aware. And like when no. I'm at work, I actually kind of look like that because I ride it. We ride in big pickup trucks because we're because I, I do environmental work. There's a lot of you know driving on, you know, through fields and big trucks and you know wearing baseball caps and you know I it's not much of a beard, but I do I do have a little bit of like a shitty beard like because it makes <laughs> me not look like I'm 14. So it's, it's funny too because when I'm dressed down, I would see myself the same. Like you know, what I mean, when I'm dressed down, I look yeah. like what I'm seeing. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it's just it to- it's something it totally that is. I'm aware of. It lives in my head, and like I said, but, like but I thought, it, I'm it. I'm good with everybody. Well, and, he's and right. The, he's, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Impact. Well, the thing I was going to say before was, um, you know, if the only time you've ever seen, if you live in one of those small towns, the only time you've ever seen a black person is on TV where they're showing riots in a big city, where they're showing the Black Lives Matter riots in Ferguson, and it's a bunch of black people, you know, rioting because someone, someone got killed by a police officer. If that's the only time you've ever seen a black person, really, then it's not a big surprise that you're going to have some racism. And I'm not saying that it excuses it. I'm not saying it makes it good. But it makes me kind of think, yeah, it's not necessarily a hate thing. Sometimes it's just ignorance and fear, and we need to figure out a way past that. Because fear, they fear. don't know. I they think don't under, the not, absence of ignorance is the only thing that gets fear. Yeah. It, it's not well, an act of hatred. They're not like, I hate these people. It's the only time I know them is, is you know, flipping a car. So. Right. Well, with that you know, being said, the media doesn't really oh, paint us in a pretty picture anyway. Like if you see a, yeah, right. they'll be they'll be more inclined. Oh, this local man, of course he's black, robbed the corner store, or you know, accused a murderer or something. But let a, a local black man do something nice for somebody, and not like the guy from Waffle House. He was all over the news yeah. because you know it's an actual shooting. So you know, oh my God, he's a hero. But let a not, just a regular guy go out and just do a whole bunch of nice things here and there, and make somewhat of a difference in the community you probably won't even hear about it. Like the black kids out there doing, making robots and all kinds of crazy crap in school nowadays, but you rarely hear about that. But you'll hear about right. a fight between a bunch of black kids on a corner or out in the streets or a shootout or something. They'll have that on the news for about three days straight. So it's, it's, it's just the stigma. Like they'll, they're waiting for something bad to happen so they can hone in on that because – I mean, and then it reinforces their lot. fear. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's self perpetuating. Like I don't, I don't want to mm-hmm. come out and say it as that guy, but once again, eight times they don't want to see people of color like doing good because they're yeah. just like, well, he's doing it, but how come I can't do it? And then that brings on like a whole 
like a self-loathing type of deal. Like, well, this black guy has got this $90,000 job, and I'm working at Walmart. What the hell? I should be I should be doing better for myself. And then you get mad, and you get bitter, and then you lash out. But then Dennis Rowland is like, oh, this black guy went to jail for attempted rape or something. And, of course, the girl lied about it, and he goes back, oh, well, he had it coming. He knew better. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sad how... And the person of color is more socially acceptable for you to automatically be in the wrong than you actually be out there trying to do the right thing, trying to mind your own business, trying to make a difference. Because that's that's harder to believe than, oh, you know, he's black and he cares about people. He does this and he does that. It, it's even got to the point to where just, just from seeing me, I used to work in a prison. I was a prison guard for about three years. There was a white, an old white guy. He was... He was a character. He came in one night, and when the cops busted him, he swallowed a bunch of drugs. They didn't know he swallowed it. He didn't tell them. So he comes in the prison, <laughs> and he's on the ground, like, screaming bloody murder, like, oh, I'm going to die. Oh, my God. Uh. I come over to him, and my hand, man, what's going on? Don't touch me. What do you mean, don't touch me? What's wrong with you? Like, you're about to die or something. Get away from me. And he's dropping in bombs left and right. I'm like, what? what? So he turns to the white cop. I swallowed a bunch of drugs before I came in here. I'm like, so why would you not say this before you came in here? You need to go get your stomach pumped. And he's fighting, like, the whole time he's fighting me. I'm like, so you would rather die. You would literally lay on this floor and die than let a black man try to help you save your life. You don't touch me. You don't belong touching me. I don't want you to touch me. I'll die before you before I let you help me. I'm like, what? Is it that serious? Is it really that serious? But for him, it was. Like, all he knew was, no matter what I did, no matter, even though he was he was the inmate, the prisoner, and I was the guard, for some reason he still had a, a whole self-righteous entitlement thing. Like, even though he was the one locked up, somehow in life he was still better than me, the worker, and not the inmate. So I, was, I'm just, I just stood there like, it, it can't be that serious to what you would rather die than let somebody of color trying to save your life, but in his heart of hearts, and he said it with those words, I would die before I let you touch me. Wow, he sounds like he was a real drama queen. Yeah, he was. Like, like you know, he he sounded like everything was epic to him. I can't believe yeah. the guards did that. Holy crap. Yeah, he was. That's a, <laughs> what a, what you know, a, he, and, and what a crier. It's awful. Man. He is. This yeah, is and stupid. you know what? It's 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 the the saddest thing about that, and I'm uh, you know and and our part our family's part black, so we see this all the time, you know, um, where you walk in and part of us look white and then the other part look black, so you know people are always looking at the black side like what are they going to steal? So yeah, it, it, and the saddest see, thing is so, like you said. It's so nuts to me. Like I spent a lot of time in cities and I live in South Florida. We're all here. Everybody's here in South Florida. Right. And it's awesome. And uh yeah, you get assholes, but like everybody's just people doing stuff. That's the bottom line. If you can't wrap your mind around everybody's just people doing stuff, you know, aside from horrendous, heinous stuff. I'm talking about just living life, you know, trying to exist. Uh you know, imagine being yeah, some like yeah. fucking teen kid and like you got Bubba rolling up on you with like rebel flag stuff and Harley Davidson yeah. shit. 
Oh, you'd be yeah. terrified. Oh, my God, you'd be scared out of your mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah or you can go, go to City Hall and walk up in a bunch of people with guns. It's, that's always a plus. That's always fun. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm white and I'm scared when I see that those people roll up on me <laughs> with their rebel flags. I'm not a, I don't like that either. Was, yeah, I don't fun. either. You yeah. know, it's 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 a uh, it's sad because when you when you talk about people like you did um, blue, I think that so many people are so comfortable in their hate and their you know that's their comfort zone. Some people it it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to change whatever it is that you've been brought up with, whatever it is that's become a habit to you. It, it takes a Just lot of work. Don't live in the middle of the rather, country. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. Some people would rather just stay <laughs> Come there out to the cities. Come on. Seat. We're cold out here. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the easiest thing, the, the one of the easiest things you can do is, like, you know, I, I'll take it back. It's not the easiest thing, obviously, for some people. But it, we've been talking a lot about all the negativity and what we've seen and, and how it's still almost, as bad as it was back in the days, you know, Jim Crow and lynchings and everything else. Um, so it's obvious that we have work to do. So, you know, we don't want to keep going this way, right? Those of you who are listening, if you don't want to keep going this way, just, you know, remember in the absence of knowledge or empathy, if you haven't walked in that person's shoes, you will continue to assume, you will continue to judge and to make bad choices against your fellow man. So you got to capture the heart. Right. You got to capture the right. hearts and minds of the coming generations. Because old, old, yeah. old oil baron, old whitey, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> call me an ass for saying it like that. Um, <laughs> no. You know, like, listen, they've already trained the next generation. You know, we lost one, I think. Maybe trained it, like, enlightened and, uh, and fucking capture the hearts and minds of a as much as you possibly can and more you know these consideration and fucking just yeah. all that example stuff exactly. it's overwhelming you know we've, it is it absolutely is we've got um you know we got a, a, a list that, you know just short list that i'm gonna go through but the, some of these things you may go i've never thought of doing that before that might actually be good to share with someone who needs to feel what it's like to literally walk in someone else's shoes but before we do that We've got someone on uh, in the queue who I mentioned earlier, another a fellow real life supervillain. Um, I'm just gonna oh, bring him on, Tamerlane. <laughs> Welcome, Tamerlane. Greetings, citizens. Relish. What's up, Uncle Tammy? It's uh, how's it going, Boo! ladies? Boo! <laughs> you know, Bug has to give you a yeah. I'll turn. take the boo. Yeah, real life super villains versus real life. Oh, we love you guys. Anyway, um, yeah. So I know you've got, I know you've got two cents to add. I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Well, I've heard a lot of talk about a lot of different things, so I don't know really what to throw my two cents in. Yes, people should use their signals, Bob. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. So, where would you like my two cents, madam? Oh my goodness! Uh, oh gosh! <laughs> oh gosh! What do you think is the most important have? two cents you have? Well, really, it's just to talk about myself. Thanks for asking. So I got a lot of things going on. I think I might be hitting the, 
Florida Supercon tomorrow. We had him there with Athena Finger, of course, granddaughter of Bill Finger. You know the story. Sorry, everyone. That's so, the grandfather, granddaughter. Supercon? Granddaughter. Yeah, super so we got that going on. There's also Tate's Not a Comic Con. I plan on doing a gorilla visit there. And then there's a Japanese con. Well, I haven't been doing these in a while. I've been kind of just laying low. It looks like July is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as entertaining as always. Hey, you know what? Uh, do you have a website that people can check you out at, Tamerlane? I uh, I just stick with the uh, Facebook pages. They're pretty convenient. So I got Tamerlane here, like supervillain. I've really enjoyed their interaction on Twitter. It seems I get in touch with more people with more uh, like-minded causes. I feel as though Facebook is a, a void or just screaming into a canyon at times. Uh, Holy hell, you have a Twitter? Um, I need to find that. Yeah, he's got a Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's, it's funny. I think what everybody's going to take away from this is uh, is the purple notice suggestion to start with your blinker. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's fine because really, if we. Uh, of course, I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased to find myself in the real life superhero book by Nadia Fazani. That was a that was a pleasure to be in the supervillain chapter. She uh, she has the book is called um, Mission Super. You know what? I've got to look it up again. Um, well, there's an English title. The English title, I think, is just they just went with real life superheroes. That's it. Okay, and and the, the yeah, author the, the is not French title is yeah, Mission Superheroes. Mission Superheroes. If you guys want to read about, uh, there was there was an author who came out and just traveled all across America, uh, hanging out with real life superheroes and supervillains, and she wrote about her experiences. Um, she was also previously the author of a best selling book about her experiences with serial killers. Who, whom she also interviewed. So interesting transition yeah. to that one. But her her Absolutely. name is Nadia. I, I feel honored. Mm. Nadia yeah, Fazani. Muntaz Alubani. She's Lebanese. <laughs> check out her. Uh, check out her books. Real life superheroes. Yeah, oh, no, she's, seriously. She's, uh, what, what are you guys talking about? I'm just kind of just barging in, just sticking my dollar uh, where it don't belong. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but you know what? Those of us who know you, yeah, we wouldn't expect any less. We we just uh, we're, we're talking, and I know from speaking with you, um, oh, a while back that we uh, that that the guy sitting in the um, oh, I hate to call him the president president's chair right now is is uh, mm-hmm. yeah, not sitting happily with you either. No, no, not at all. Um... But we have to look at it again as, as a greater yeah. a, a greater problem because really the, the man in the White House is but a puppet. We're dealing with a two-party system that creates Super Bowl mentality political oppositions, bipolar politics, if you will, dysfunctional politics, if you will. So there's that issue there. And then I like to look yes. at a bigger picture and look at a conspiracy theory. Where is it? Where is it? Who stands to gain by turning the American people against the American people? Who stands to gain, ultimately? 
I do, and I'll tell you why. This whole thing you has try, been my plot the entire <laughs> time. I'm cleaning the surface world with all you eight people. I'm getting rid of you so that I can unlock the cryotubes deep down in Agartha in the hollow earth and let my reptile cousins free to roam once again on the land that was taken from them by the humans. Well, as a representative of the eight people, I'm displeased. So I've created this whole scenario over the last few thousand years to get to where we are now. We're on the brink. I'm about to wake the family up deep down in the hollow earth. So, I knew it. You know, I knew it. I knew it. You eliminated all your loose your ends. Legs. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been running you the know, whole show I the whole time. I was never joking I, about I, being the undisputed emperor of the earth. Oh, no. I, I, I Actually, that's my public you know, office. I, I can tell that we're going to need a whole other show for Tamerlane and Lotus together because they're yeah, much wanna, more. Wanna, yeah. I want to I no, video that's this and watch it. I want to see this in Oh, you know, we can do that now. We can. We came back from vacation, but we can do, uh, you know, um, we can also add video now to our Blog Talk Radio. So I think oh, that cool. would look fantastic. Oh, yeah. No. no? I thought no. we could. I think, I think that was just the specific okay. session. Okay, we'll figure, we'll figure it out. Oh, we'll, we'll make it happen. It, 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 but we've got to get these two on there. So, um you know, but I am going to interject because before before we run out of time in, in about 12 minutes, um, we did, well, I did promise that we would give the listener, you know, they're listening, they're getting overwhelmed by all the bullshit that, you know, all the negativity that we've recapped tonight. Um, but, you know, they're going, okay, so what do we do about it? What can you do about it? I'm going to do this really quickly and then I'll go, give the microphone back to you guys and you can take us out with anything you want to say. But before that, give me a couple minutes to let them know, you know, first of all, you can uh, peacefully protest. That's it. We peacefully protest. Do not get involved in violence unless violence is, is completely unavoidable. So for me, we don't advocate and advocate any violent actions. Just peacefully protest. Show up. You know, lend your support wherever it needs to be lent. Um, and, and, and remember, in the absence of knowledge or empathy, we assume or we judge. And we're going to go back to that. And so in order to gain yeah. some knowledge, in order to gain some empathy with someone whose shoes you've never walked in, you know, learn about another religion. It's, it's read some books about it. Have an international movie night maybe for a couple months and, and see how things, you know, for instance, in Japan – Staring straight at someone is considered rude, right? Right in the eyes. Would we have known that without going to Japan? Probably not unless, say, we watch movies or read books about them. Um, You know, learn about traditional celebrations from other cultures. Don't just happy Kwanzaa or happy, you know, whatever, um, Ramadan. Just learn about it and learn about what started that tradition. Um, volunteer with an organization working for diversity and inclusion. I can't stress that enough. Find one. Volunteer with it. We will find some links for you. Um, There are organizations out there who are specifically working for diversity and inclusion. Um, and take courses, take courses at school, free courses, you know, um, you know, even if you're not interested in the credits or the grades for it, you are stretching your mind, you're stretching your experience. Take courses about other cultures, um, women's studies, Asian American studies, Native American, black history, Chicano study, you know, um, 
you can attend in Los Angeles coming up in the next couple of weeks is the Abon Festival. You can, they need volunteers. You can um, hook up with them, learn about the Abon Festival, what they do. Um, and just, you know, research your own cultural background too. Because oftentimes we don't know enough about ourselves and we would be surprised if we knew that, oh, really? Our culture does this? And, you know, some of those things you're afraid of may be rooted in your own culture. So, you know, I've got a whole list of things. I will attach them to the Heroes 101 radio Facebook page, um, ways that you can just expand your environment, travel past that particular station to which you were born, even if only via books, movies, or, you know, music. So, um, you know what, we've got um, about 10 minutes left, and, and I, I liked the silliness of the, um, the banter that was going on before I gave you those, those uh, ways to improve your cultural awareness. And I think we need a lightning of the, uh, of the room, so to speak, um, to take us out. So I think I'm going to turn it back over to everyone I've got on uh, with me right now on the, uh, on the air as it were, with me, and you guys can discuss whatever you want, and, and I'm going to happily sit here and listen, maybe interject every now and then, but otherwise, um, you guys are making me laugh, and I hope you're making the rest of the uh, the audience laugh, too, or think, one or the other, that's that's fine with me. So, who's first? So, this guy, <laughs> this guy's rolling around town, he's got a pickup truck full of penguins, right? I don't know, I didn't ask. It's a flatbed. Cop pulls him over. Whip, whip. He says, goes up to the window, sir. Um, yeah, he's looking at the truck. He's looking back at the guy. He's like, yeah, no, you got to take these penguins to the zoo, sir. If I see you out here again with them, I'm going to have to do something about it. Oh, yes, sir, officer. Thank you for the warning. Off he goes. Next day, same truck, same guy, same penguins, same cop. Whip, whip. Pulls him over again. Says, hey, buddy, I thought I told you to take these penguins to the zoo. The guy says, officer. I did, and today we're going bowling. No, you don't get to do that. Honk honk, boss Bob's bad jokes. That's the gimmick. I loved it. Oh. Don't tell me what I can't do. Oh. <laughs> I forgot we've got Bud wants, back on the uh, soundboard. <laughs> if anyone wants, I got – so I was also – because when we talked about making America great, I was looking at it as political, social, and environmental. We talked about political and social. I can get rapid fire some environmental ideas for people if they want to oh help make their country a little bit nicer. Because, yes, like I said, my job because, is cleaning well, up the environment. Um, mostly You do know that global warming is, is – global warming's fake, right? You do know yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Obviously, and, and, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a right. scientist. Of course I'm aware of that. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> if you... No, no I'm, go I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm 100% We're kidding. We're totally I'm, kidding. If you, okay. Yeah. Yes. Global warming is real, yeah. everyone. Well, it's actually, real. no, the correct term the correct Free term energy is, is fake, change. too. The correct, ter- the correct term is climate change. Parenthesis, not in Sometimes climate it gets colder. Change. But anyway, climate change. so really easy things anyone can do. Uh, do uh, litter pickup. Um, you know, 
I actually saw something recently called Plaga. It's a competition thing where if you're running or jogging or whatever, you pick up litter as you go and see how much you can get. That way, anyone who likes being healthy can also clean the environment. Wow, anyway. okay. Yeah, nice. it's a weird thing. Um, I'll I'll link it uh, to the blog talk thing in a minute. Um, the other thing is, you know, there are certain things that you could reduce your consumption of. Like when you go to like St. Petersburg, where I live, um, has a lot of a lot of the stores there have started a no straw initiative. Um, what? Straws are terrible oh, straw. for the environment. Straw, like those little yeah, plastic yeah. things that you drink your yeah. your frappuccino out of. Um, okay, you know so, what? They're also bad for your lip line. I hate to say, from a, a woman's point of view, like me. They're bad for you, the they are. You, you use a straw too often, you get those tiny little ugly lines around your mouth. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's hard to remember, but I try and ask restaurants and bars not to give me straws. Um, and, you know, any reduction you can do helps because they just end up in a landfill and, and some poor sea turtle's nose, I'm sure you've all seen that terrible video. Um, if you live yeah. in an area that you can do it, look into composting. Everywhere has got a little bit different area. But composting is a great way to kind of reduce what you're throwing into landfills. Um, a lot of cities will offer services or there's private companies in some places where they'll come pick it up for you. And sometimes for free because they'll sell stuff, the soil that it makes. Um, if you live out, especially for you guys out West, um, you know, maybe cut down on watering the lawns um, or use gray water, which is what a lot of what we do in St. Pete. Um, gray waters, you know, it's kind of a city thing, but it's based on the, it's water that's been used in like your sink and stuff, but, or it's been repurposed rather, but it's not the mm. stuff you would drink. But, but the you know, we is, don't, we um, don't use, we don't water lawns here in um, Northern Cali good. anymore. It's brown and well, the new good. black. So yeah. <laughs> good. Because it's really bad. It's watering your lawn is actually bad for the aquifer. The aquifer is the groundwater below it. Um, and when you water wow. the lawn, it actually it creates a with this connection that allows the plants to suck up the water from the aquifer and lowers the water table. You'd think wow. it would actually add water to it. it in, the, in the overall, it will take water out of the groundwater. It'll like lower the groundwater table, which is really counterintuitive, but it happens and it's weird. So try not to water wow. your lawn if you can avoid it. And you know, if you're in an area that's you know drier, look into you know, climate appropriate stuff. Like a lot of people will do, you know, more rocky and desert shrub style gardening around their house. And that's great if that's the area you live in. Like that's what you should look for. You know, not everyone can have a rose bush or or a super green lawn. You know but that's my quick plug on environmental stuff. Yay. Woo Hell yeah. That that was great. Thank you. It's things I don't think about. See, so if I if if you were to have brought that subject up, I would have I would have asked you, what the hell can I do? You know, yeah, I don't water my lawn anymore, but but what else can I do? Great idea. I am taking a bag with me every time I go on patrol now, and then that way we're picking up garbage. Um, every oh, time we go for a walk. Bag, right? Reusable shopping bags, if you can. Yes, they you charge us ten cents a bag now. Bags. Yeah, and well, I, I don't know how many other states do this, but I know in California we pay ten cents a bag now, so they they just don't hand them out anymore. Um, yeah, so we have to we have to take these these bags with us everywhere. It works. Um, hey y'all, I'm gonna run. Know, I'm gonna run. 
I'm in a, oh, wait, I'm like pacing in a parking lot and it's hot. My ears all sweaty. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna oh, go. No. Thanks for having me on the show. I do want to say one thing for, for both you, for both Tamerlane and Lotus. Um, we're trying to do some sort of a big handout up in St. Pete because I know you guys aren't that. I mean, it's kind of far, but it's not that far away. If you guys are ever interested in coming up and working out with the Bay Coast Guardians and doing some form of a handout. Yeah, I'm down. Um, uh, time and I'll, money I'll permitting. You. Yeah. Yeah, I'll message you. I'll message you uh, later about it. But we'll, right on. I'm yeah. gonna be posting publicly soon about when we're. I love St. Pete, dude. St. Pete's going. an awesome little town. I love St. Pete. Well, we would love. Ooh. We would love to have you. Make that happen because yeah, Purple Lotus is a lot of fun to hang out with. So yeah, I want to see. I got. There. I got other so people up in St. Pete too. We see. There you go. Connection. Thank you, Purple Lotus, and we appreciate you Thanks, coming online. So. Hey, good night, y'all. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. So we've got six minutes left on um, before we uh, before we close the show out. uh, I wanted to thank you guys. So thank uh, everybody who came on. Thank um, uh, of course Purple Lotus, Tamerlane, who came on. And really, I wasn't kidding. They need a show dedicated to themselves. It's it's when you're sitting with them, and if they're videoed, it would be even better. Uh, because they they do have their gimmick, and their gimmicks are so much fun to watch, and they're very expressive. So um, I want to thank them, and I want to thank Blue Falcon. And, um, yeah, and thank you. You know what, Blue Falcon, a lot of this for us is, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't experienced things firsthand like that. And and I'm glad you told your story. I'm sorry that you went through it, it, but it it does show Mm – you know, just what, what's still going on. And it's just as sickening and sad today, you know, so thank you for sharing that. Um, And of course I want to thank my, my, uh, my buddy, my bestie um, um, temper, Crystal Marks for coming on. Uh, She is actually in the middle of meetings. So I'm glad that she, she was able to step out and share what she does with us. And and I think that, that uh, bystander training would be great. I know that I need more. I really do because I will if watch I see the something shit out of bystander training. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we're gonna go down there and film her um next weekend. So uh um or wait, which we can anyway, we're gonna go down soon and film her um so that she can put that all online and, and I really think it would be beneficial to everyone listening because what do we do other than pull our phones out and film? What happens if we can't pull our phones out for some reason? What happens if things escalate? We don't want to get hurt and yet at the same time we do not want you to just stand there and do nothing. If you do nothing, that's where sure, the world goes. Nowhere. I share your de- your de escalation training videos from the convention and stuff all the time. all the time. All the time. Fantastic. Thank you. We, we really want to thank that guy, the, the, the wonderful um, sensei who, who put that together. He He's here in Oakland, right near Lake Merritt, where, you know, where that barbecuing incident happened. Um, but uh, he is one of the most grounded, wonderful people we know. And, yes, he de-escalates everywhere for any big event that comes up in Oakland. You can see him teaching de-escalation I, I, I love that here. video. and. Thank him for me because I love that video so much. I share oh, it all the time. Absolutely. And uh, since we've only got a couple of minutes left, thank you so much, Impact. Um, we're going to have to drag you on more often. I hope you don't mind. Oh, I love it. 
It's my absolute yeah, I'm putting pleasure. You on lo- I'm, I'm putting you here, you know, just in front of everybody going, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> right on the air. <laughs> Sorry. No, no pressure. pressure. Anyway. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, Any, before... Anytime. Anytime. I'll always be Spectre when you need him or when you need it. Oh, you got, you know, before, uh, and thank you. I'm so, uh, before we go, uh, I have a quote that um, Vector is actually going to read. Vector uh, is another one of our teammates. And it's from one of my absolute favorite people that I'm really sorry is no longer with us, George Carlin. Yeah, uh, George Carlin had a great thing about pride. People used to have the bumper stickers to say, proud to be an American. And he says, I never understood it. Pride to be reserved for something you achieve or obtain on your own. Not something that happens by accident of birth. Being Irish isn't a skill. It's a fucking genetic accident. You wouldn't say I'm proud to be 5'11". I'm proud to have a predisposition for colon cancer. Something you don't do. Anyway, that's, that's George. He's awesome. Absolutely Think true. about that next time you insult your racial... <laughs> Thank you, Victor. Absolutely. So, that's brilliant. We have a minute left. Um, thank you, audience, for listening. Thank you, everybody in the chat room. Um, we appreciate you. We've been reading everything that you guys put on there. It was really interesting in the chat room. And next time, uh, anybody who's listening right now, if you want to check out what they're saying in the live chat room, which is, like I said, it can get really interesting, um, go ahead. There's a there's a little button to click on. So until next week when we're joined again, um, hopefully by Impact and, uh, and, again, hopefully by our co-hosts who might be back from vacation by then um i hope you have a safe wonderful week take a breath use your blinker pay it forward kumbaya all that stuff it sounds corny but the world needs more corny it doesn't need more racial bullshit so with that have a wonderful week everyone this is rock and i'm saying have a good one (laughs) love ya Dude.